Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Mark Handeman from Cameo Solutions. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Good afternoon, Mike. Before we get started, I thought I'd uh, remind our listeners about a couple of special programs that we have coming up. In a couple of weeks, we have on Wednesday, October 16th, over at the Clovernook Country Club, a program called The Seven Deadly Sins of Sales. This is the next program in the Business Builder Series. It costs $25 per person. And we have a few seats left open for that program. It runs from 11:30 to 1:15. It's a power-packed power program. In our continuing series, we have the Sandler Foundations program running on Wednesday mornings, and as always, at least 40 hours a month of Sandler training. Mark, again, thanks for for joining us here today. Why don't you tell our audience? a little bit about how you got here to Cameo Solutions from the time you got out of college. What college did you go to? You're a native Cincinnatian, aren't you? Yes, born in Cincinnati. So West Sider. West Sider. Yep. I went to Cincinnati Technical College for electronic engineering okay. and uh, graduated you know, there back in the mid-80s, actually mm-hmm. a few years after high school. But uh, then from there, got a lot into the computer software networking type industry. Mm -hmm. And one thing led to another. I ended up at Cisco Systems in early 2000 for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I decided to leave Cisco. I always was a little bit of an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and decided to start a company with Wirespeed Networks. Took off. We specialized a lot in the newer technology back then far as what is known as the IP telephony, IP voice. Mm -hmm. And Within six months, I brought on a partner that also was at Cisco at the same time, Greg Paulson. Mm -hmm. And he joined the company as a partner of the company. We built that business, very, very successful, grew. We were actually nicknamed the IP telephony SWAT team from the local Cisco office. What did that mean, SWAT team? Well, a lot of times companies would uh, have, unfortunately, the telephony system installed with it being newer technology back in the early 2000s and, and voice writing over people's data networks, there were some real issues that you really had to know far as how to make sure it was configured properly and you mm. know, the big buzzword of QoS, quality of service. And so we really understood that you know, to the nth degree. And so we came behind a lot of other partners that did installations and we go in there, kind of clean it up and you know, shoot the bad guys and then leave. <laughs> okay, so you were the guys that, that Cisco brought in to actually make it work. Yes, more or less. Yeah. So, and then it was really interesting. Within two weeks of each other back in uh, mid-2004, 
we had three companies approach us about being acquired. Mm-hmm. And we end up sitting down with each one of the different companies. Um, I will say, I, we, we, as we say, we made the mistake in selling to one of the public companies. And it was, you know, there were good things about it and stuff. It mm-hmm. was a really good experience. But after about 17, 18 months there, I resigned and kind of started over. And at that point, we really start focusing on the contact center side of the business of networking and telephony. You know, those nasty things, if you pull out your credit card and call that 800 number and it will ask you, for, you know, please enter your account number, gives you the balanced route to an agent. Mm-hmm. That's the types of things that we do. And so I started that company and within about, after about three years, I also invited the same partner, Greg Paulson, to join the company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did. So he's a also a partner. And about a couple of years after that, there was another Cisco gentleman that we got talking to and was interested. And he's actually now also a partner for with us for the last two years. So we're all Cisco alumni with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both from the sales and the technical side of the house. So it allows us to, I think, play uh, pretty strategically and also understand far as what's kind of going on in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering how you guys came up with the name Cameo. Long story, I'll tell short. <laughs> Our, when I started the company, we were actually called Business Communications by Design after I resigned from the, the buyout that we had. And we used the acronym of BCBD. Mm-hmm. Well, we got into a lot of different meetings. We partner with a lot of companies to do some of their high-end expertise for them. And it, just being introduced to customers and stuff like that, they, they really had a hard time with that acronym. And then when the gentleman, the other gentleman from Cisco, Tim Brannick, joined, mm-hmm. he's like, you guys got to get, get rid of that name. And so he's the one who came up with Cameo. And it kind of goes a little bit back to that IP telephony SWAT team, mm-hmm. where a lot of times, even in the contact center world, we're coming in and fixing other people's problems, making that cameo appearance. Ah, uh, cameo <laughs> appearance as in television. <laughs> yes. And, you know, doing our magic and, you know, and, and then, you know, moving on. Not really, but it sounds good. Okay. Well, that. Now I hope everyone understands what cameo means. Yes. You're not going to be there forever. Right. A lot of customers do want to be self-efficient, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to support their systems. You know, we help train them to be able to support the day-to-day operations. And today, you know, a lot of times people feel like the the technology gets simpler over time, kind mm-hmm. of gets to be a little bit more commoditized. But in reality, more and more technologies are being added. And so now in our world of a contact center, you now have, you know, the web chat where you're on uh, someone's website and something pops up and says, do you want to talk to our agents or you want to chat with our agents or a little robot comes up and starts asking questions about what you want. So now we're dealing with all that type of additional programming. Well, that's interesting because on some of those, it's just typing. Yes. Which is... I think is a user annoying. Uh, and a few of them, you actually get a live attendant when you say, would you like to talk now? Yes. But, and, and I'm probably not too far from, I'm probably pretty close to your age. The question would be is, you know, what about your daughter or your, you know, if you have grandchildren, my daughter does not want to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. She will text 
She will go to a website and chat all day long and talk to someone to try to get something to figure out. But for some reason, you know, we're old school. Like, let's pick up the phone call and I want to get a live body. Right, right. Uh, I have a client of both types. I have a client that uh, that sells over the web and spends, I don't know, $20,000 a month on Google AdWords, brings in eighty grand a month. But if you want to talk to a live salesman, there ain't anybody. There's no one there. You can uh, type in a text box, text message back and forth, and they have that. Uh, he calls himself 27, 20 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. And again, it, it really comes down to what type of business and and who's your demographics. Mm-hmm. You know who are who who's your customer. He's selling to younger people under twenty eight years of age. Right. And you know, unfortunately, the fact is that a self service type application costs you know maybe thirty to forty cents per interaction. Where if you're talking with an agent, it's five or six dollars per transaction. You know, averaged all you know over the you know, the volume or whatever. So, right. And you or me will probably get upset with talking to the agent in the Philippines who doesn't understand the context of the English language. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. <laughs> it happens to me all yeah. the time. I don't know. The good news is some of that is coming back. I will tell you that. It's it's amazing how many companies we're doing that they are bringing that, the talent back to the States. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good sign. I think it's a real good sign because customer satisfaction is going to, to zero in dealing with these uh, call centers where they may understand a, a few words of English, but the context of the English uh, colloquial usage is just lost on them. Exactly. That's it's very hard to understand, and it's always interesting how their names are Joe and Bob and yeah and CJ. <laughs> Why don't you tell our our listeners how Cameo goes to market? How do you find new prospects and customers? It's a combination. Uh, we recently have brought on some um, sales um, associates uh, mm-hmm. that we are going in marketing. In the past, it's been, you know, I, I will say, I guess we've been blessed that based on our reputation, you know, 95% of our business comes in from word of mouth. You know, we always used to say that we didn't have any salespeople, but at the end of the day, all our customers, a lot of the the Cisco people that we know worldwide or, you know, throughout the United States, we will say we have 3,000 salespeople. A lot of them are bringing us, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's the tough cases. They're problems. It's the problem child. But, you know, our engineers live with that every day and do it every day. So we have, I think, some of the best talent, you know, throughout the United States. What kind of ratio do you have of engineers to salespeople? Right now, it would be, you know, we're probably 16, 18 to, you know, four. Okay. It's four sales. Well, that's a good ratio. So I worked with a company up in Columbus several years ago where they brought me in to train the engineers. There were 35 engineers and three salespeople. Wow. They had to do a lot of selling. Well, they sold big accounts, you know. Yes. Yes. Transaction below a million dollars was was strange. Yeah, we see a lot. We see a lot of that. I think you know our, our niche tends to be you know kind of the mid market. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know we are working with small companies and you know Fortune 500 companies too. Mm-hmm. Do you work only in the Cincinnati area? No. With, with the good news is with technology, the 
you know, our expertise and now with all the collaboration that you can do through the web, our engineers are doing installs absolutely everywhere. Without leaving Cincinnati? Without, probably 90% without leaving Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So most of the work can be done remotely, and typically it's towards the end of the project where our engineers are going on site, you know, following, finishing up on all the testing, doing the training for our customers and their engineers, their agents and stuff, and then a cutover, mm-hmm. and they come back in. We've done contact centers in Germany and in London, you know, a little bit all over. Okay. Mark has agreed to take questions from our listeners. The call-in number today is 646-595-4916. We have uh, time for one more question, Mark, before we uh, take a commercial break here and we screen the calls during the commercial break. So if you want to call, call it 646-595-4916. Mark, why do you think people buy from you, from Cameo Solutions? One of the things that that I that we really push within our company is to be a a more of a consultant based sale in interaction with our customers. It's not about selling a box that has this features or or this speeds or anything like that. It's about tying in to the business and their business processes. Our our engineers and our salespeople are very well at communicating and making sure that we're understanding the full breadth of what the customer's requirements are, along with having our experience of installing, you know, 250-plus contact centers of what we've seen in the past and making recommendations of this is how, you know, have you thought about this option or that option? Mm-hmm. So we bring a lot of that expertise also to the customers. Do you work on other brands of equipment other than Cisco? We have some expertise. Uh, on other brands, basically for the interaction, mm-hmm. typically with Cisco, it is we only today sell Cisco branded contact centers. Mm-hmm. Along with, we're also going through a certification process to be a Cisco hosted collaboration service provider and actually stand up a full data center providing those services. Okay, that's good. We're going to take a couple of minute commercial break here, and we're going to learn a little bit about Tip Club, which is a organization that I sponsor here in Cincinnati. We have a meeting once a month on the third Thursday of the month, and have Jimmy Fox tell us a little bit about Tip Club. Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 
4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mark Handeman from Cameo Solutions. Uh, Mark, have you guys formulated what your unique marketing advantage is at Cameo? I think we have pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that's something that just continues to uh, evolve over time. And as technology and and markets change, I think you need to make sure that you are always involving and taking a look at. Uh, how you can be the experts, you know, or be able to bring value to your customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of our big advantages that we do bring is we're a combination. We're a smaller company. We kind of kind of call ourselves a little bit of a boutique shop, but we're also very focused. We're not a typical Cisco partner that. Basically, you know, that claims that we're ex- experts in every area. So we focus on the unified collaboration, which includes, you know, in a sense, the, the IP telephony, the contact center, mm-hmm. um, the presence types of applications, and tying all that with the business processes. Uh, some people might not know what presence means. Okay. Why don't you tell them? Yes. So... Presence basically is is a application that allows other users to be able to identify far as in a sense what is what is your status you know, whether it's within your company or from the outside world a little bit of a, a IM client but mm-hmm. let's let's them know are you in a meeting are you in a WebEx meeting are you on the phone basically this client allows people to see exactly what you're doing if you're available ahead of time before possibly trying to engage you. Okay, so that's a little bit different than what I was thinking must have been telepresence, yes. which is more like a video teleconferencing system. Correct. You're yes. not involved in those. We actually do t- uh, the telepresence from the, um, they're kind of called the end-user devices. We don't do the full immersion of telepresence where if you go into the local Cisco office and they have those three huge um screens and everything that's mm-hmm. built all together. That's takes a special certification to be able to do that level, but we are certified for the basic video of uh, with Cisco in their telepresence, mm-hmm. telepresence product. How widely accepted is that in the marketplace? It's interesting because in the larger companies is where you see the, the bigger acceptance. They realize as far as the gain, um, you know, the Procter and Gambles of the world mm-hmm. of not having having to have their executives or their um, development teams fly around the world to be in these meetings. This full immersion of video it really makes you feel like you're in a boardroom all together at the same time. 
you know, the cameras are following the people that are talking. You're seeing everything. You're able to share also your, you know, presentation, your PowerPoints, along with seeing, you know, everybody that's, you know, within that conference. Mm-hmm. So you think acceptance is uh, is gaining? Yeah, it is. It, and we are now also starting to see from a contact center side um, customers that are looking at doing video with far as their end customers. And, you know, by your face and my face, that's something that I have a hard time a little bit swallowing, to be honest. I think that's a great idea. You know, I, I've always advocated for this, that uh, a salesperson be able to uh, dial up a prospect and get them live over a, even something as weak as a, a Skype link mm-hmm. with video. Because a phone call with video, live video, is a lot better. Yes. I, I can see that far as for those types of interactions. Mm-hmm. We're seeing, if I will say, when a call centers, if, if you call your credit card company, mm-hmm. you know, would you necessarily want to see your agent and have your agent see you, you know, wherever you may be? So mm-hmm. there just there's could be some in, interesting factors that may happen with uh you it know, could be a, 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 that I have a pre-programmed photograph that I would let the agency yes as opposed to picking up a, a live image from my camera yeah and that actually, actually that's a lot of times if I'm doing a video conference or I'm on a Webex conference I'll take a snapshot within the the uh, Webex and that's what will be displayed mhm mhm um, what do you see as the opportunities and possibilities for your company over the next few years? That's one thing that we're really excited about because we're Cameo made about a, you know a big seven-figure plus investment about six months ago to turn up this hosted collaboration system. So, so more than a million dollars to turn up yes. hosted collaboration. Yes. Now so, tell our audience exactly what that means <laughs> because those were really nice English words, but they might be confusing to a few people. Yes. So if you take a look at, you know, today your phone system here, whether you have a local, you know, key system or you may have the lines from Cincinnati Bell, mm-hmm. AT&T, whoever. Yeah, we have a key system. We're okay. So basically what we're doing is we're going to bring all the intelligence and bring that all into the cloud so that the customers do not have to manage that, make sure that it stays up on the latest patches, the security releases, be able to adopt new functionalities faster. Mm-hmm. So all that intelligence will remain in the cloud. And then at the end, at the the company site, basically you will have the phone, the applications that will reside you know, within your system. But from a management, a... Uh, being able to deploy a lot quicker, it gives a lot of benefits where it takes the companies out of out of the IT business and let them focus on what their business is. Mm-hmm. Is that something like what Shortel is doing? Yes. So I know Shortel does a offering. There's a lot of companies, Five Nines, In Contact, a lot of companies out there that are doing a type of hosted system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cisco finally, just over the last year, came out with their products and their infrastructure, and so that you know it's scalable. It's the same products that they have today, mm-hmm. which ha- you know they're the leader in the market as far as their equipment. So it's scalable. Uses the same handsets. 
It can use the same handsets. Mm -hmm. There are that's good. Uh, a lot of people have said that the uh, some of the other vendors and earlier systems in voice over IP uh, added a new factor called latency, where there was almost like a satellite delay. Mm -hmm. Where in talking to you, I would have to say, "Mark, over." <laughs> gotcha, right. Roger. Roger. Has has Cisco solved that latency issue? Yes. And that goes back to my earlier comment about being that IP telephony SWAT team. Mm -hmm. That latency was one of the big issues. Mm -hmm. And it's it's still an issue for many vendors. It is. And that's, you know, and and, I, and I'm not here to bang Cisco's drum or anybody's drum necessarily. Mm -hmm. But with Cisco coming from the network, they mm -hmm. do have the right features and functionalities to make sure that you can guarantee that voice and the voice quality. Now, if you're wanting to use Skype and you're going over the Internet where there is no sense of quality, you're going to get into problems there. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like calling on your cell phone. There's, some, there's a certain level of quality that you're going to accept knowing you're on a cell phone yeah. compared yeah. to your office phone. But, you know, here in my company, when the uh, iPhone came out, I said, no one can use the iPhone because it's on AT&T and it's got miserable service. Okay, we couldn't stand that. We buy phones because we want to talk to people. Yes. Therefore, we buy Verizon phones. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the best network. Uh, that may not be true, but I do know that there are some networks out there today that are pretty poor. I would agree with your comment there. And, You're on Verizon, too. <laughs> uh, I, I think Americans have been trained by cell phones to take lower-quality communications and from a business development perspective, that's not necessarily the right move. I I completely agree. And that's one of the things that we really see, you know, it, again, where we focus in contact centers, you're talking about a lot of times hundreds of agents sitting in a room, mm -hmm. and that quality has to be crystal, crystal clear. Yeah. You got, you, so, you, you got to have quality degradation at the other end. Exactly. So you have to be uh, right on it. Uh, again, Mark has agreed to uh, answer questions from callers. The call-in number is 646-595-4916. Uh, we'll take a, another question here before we go uh, and take a break. Uh, Mark, does your company have a long-term strategic plan? Yeah, I would say our the, the long-term would be far as with our, our HCS or, or with our hosted offering. We're seeing that's where you invested the million dollars. Correct. Obviously, <laughs> I don't know why we would think that would be the long term, but hey, <laughs> just jump change for some people. Exactly. <laughs> no, we are seeing a big, big shift. Um, we were doing a uh, install for a one of the largest online universities in uh, West Virginia about six months ago. Mm -hmm. um, they had three hundred agents about 800 employees, and they're struggling far as trying to find the right or, or to keep the right engineers to be able to support their IT infrastructure and this voice. And they went through a couple of people. They keep on losing their good people because companies like us hire good people, but also... So they get picked off. Yeah, they kind of get picked off at a customer level compared mm -hmm. to what we would classify ourselves as a partner level. And I'm not saying we're picking them off, but obviously the the partner level is. But they actually, you know, they came up came to us and said, you know, 
I can't continue to support this and find the right people. What would it take for you just to completely take over and manage our system, whether we keep the gear on premise or we put it in the cloud? And mm -hmm. so we're seeing a lot of times where, again, it's, you know, that's going to be our advantage to where we have that expertise and can scale that expertise based on, you know, our investments and stuff like that, um, along with the tools that we purchase to be able to manage and monitor all, all, the, all that equipment. So you're not going to have any problems with premises wiring? No. <laughs> We're not. Obviously, there are there there are problems or could be problems, you know, with older buildings and stuff like that. We do see that every once in a while that, you know, sometimes you're still having the old what we call Cat three cable in there, where mm -hmm. where an IP phone or a PC really needs to have at least a you know what's called a Cat five rated cable. Mm -hmm. But uh, the good news is we're not going to have the um, the whole server problem and everything else in their server infrastructure. Good. Mark has agreed to take questions. What the number is six four six five nine five four nine one six. Today we're going to listen to Sam Rule number one with Bob and Oni. Hello, this is Bob Anoni with Sandler Training, here to talk to you about rule number one. You have to learn to fail to win. Um, think about learning how to walk or riding a bike. When you first started to learn how to walk, of course you fell. And you fell again, you fell again, but eventually you mastered the art of walking. Same thing with riding a bike or driving a car or making cold calls or starting up a business. Henry Ford failed four times before he succeeded. Thomas Edison worked almost 10 years on the light bulb before he succeeded. They weren't failures, but they were willing to risk failure to find out what they were truly capable of achieving. At Sandler, we ask you to learn from your failures and understand that the process is failing, not you as a person. You are not a failure. The process that you are using isn't apparently the right one to produce the results that you're trying to produce. So if the cold call isn't going well, we'd ask you to examine the sales process that you're using. Don't get discouraged if your sales call doesn't go well. Learn from it. So again, Sandler rule number one is you have to be willing to fail and risk failure in order to win to find out what you're truly capable of achieving. Mike Roth and Mark Handeman from Cameo Solutions. Mark, we have a, a theory of operation here at Sandler Training that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to cure a complex problem, you usually have to come up with a complex solution. Perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you ran into and then the equally complex solution that you came up with to put that problem to bed. Sure, and this will be interesting to try to make sure that uh, don't go too deep into the weeds. Sure, we, we only have 15 minutes <laughs> of this segment. <laughs> so, 
a lot of times we do see, as we mentioned, we get brought into some difficult opportunities, and customers are looking to, a lot of times, it's integrate with specific things that may not be supported um, or tying into systems that are proprietary base. And so, I don't know about the exact specifics, but typically what we find is we have a bench of five uh, developers that are on staff that tie in with, you know, our basically services that we provide. So some of it's based on us producing almost like packaged software. Mm -hmm. Uh, Others are very custom developments that allow us to um, leverage Cisco's technology along with what the customer's requirements and some of the applications or processes that they're doing and tying those all together. Those are typically never never simple because a lot of times there's just not a standard in the world. We've had uh, companies that um, you know we, that want to do such things as credit card processing. Well, obviously you got a lot of issues where you're collecting credit card numbers in the IVR. How are you going to you know make sure you're purging that data? You're not keeping it for P- PCI reasons. Mm-hmm. You know. There, we came up with this uh, solution with a particular carrier where we're actually using a token where, in a sense, they're sending us one token. We're sending a token back based on an encryption of the credit card and, uh, you know, a combination of packets so that the actual credit card information is actually never transferred over to wire. And so a lot of times it's really sitting down with customers and understanding and, and trying to work around. Um, yeah, those PCI rules, you know, credit PCI. card transactions are really tough. Yes. And we deal with a lot of health companies, and so we have the same thing with HIPAA rules and stuff, mm-hmm. um, where we're always trying to make sure that, um, again, going back to that email chat or email or web chat, you know, a lot of times the customers are willing to put in all kinds of personal information into that web chat, mm-hmm. and so making sure that does that doesn't get recorded on on the customer's you know recording server and different things. So there's always interesting challenges around the security aspects. Um, Since of you brought business. up recording, uh, do the Cisco systems in, inherently record both inbound and outbound calls if the client wants it? The question was, the, the, I don't know if I will say it does. It, it is a separate piece in a sense that does that recording. So I don't know if I want to use the word inherently, but yes. And it's we kind have, of like a like a built-in uh, feature that you don't have to go crazy to add on. Well, Cisco does have a product that does that. So it is a, it's an add-on product in a sense. But Cisco does that along with we also represent three other recording software is that a lot of times we're doing beta analytics, um, quality management, mm-hmm. you know, surveys, you know, post-call surveys and different things that tend to be tied into those recording type uh, solutions. Do the recording solutions uh, discriminate for states that uh, don't allow the recording of personal telephone calls? So if, it, if you're calling in from uh, an area code in the state of Maryland, where it's not so legal to record a call unless both parties know and are informed, uh, you can't record the call legally. 
Yeah, they are fully capable of being able to do that. You know, we typically will see our customers where they are going to announce your call may be recorded for quality purposes before they allow the customer to choose any option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they. I think there's a difference between may be recorded and will be recorded. <laughs> yeah. I don't know each state. I mean, uh, I don't know them either, but yeah. I, I do know that here in the state of Ohio, only one person has to know Correct. that the call is being recorded. So an operator can push the button and record his call. Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as he's calling in Ohio, it's perfectly legal. Right. This is not legal advice. But yes. <laughs> and the, if they're calling all the states, New York, York is, both sides have to be aware of it. Right. Uh, New York used to be a state where you had to put a beep tone on every 30 seconds. Yes. I don't know if that's still true. No, I think they've gotten rid of that. You don't see that too much anymore. Okay. We got a little off subject. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what do you think people are looking for now in in terms of high-tech communications? What are people asking you for most? I think the biggest wor- thing we're seeing is in our industry is how to get to the right person the quickest through any technology. Um, you know, a, as you know, everybody is, is likes this instant gratification. You know, I'm, we've been trained for it. We have been, you know, been, it's, you know, someone sends you an email, they start asking why haven't you replied, you know, two hours later. Uh, <laughs> so I'm laughing because I was tied up in a, I was doing a cold call camp yesterday, all day for eight hours. Uh, with a group of people, and I didn't even read my email until I got home last night. Looked at a hundred of them and go, "Oh my goodness, what am I going to do?" Yep. So you always got to pay the price. The same thing if we ever do go to an event or go on vacation, come back, it's like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of a lot of times it's called kind of you know bring your own device. Customers want to be able to support whether you know people are using their their phones and iPad. Um, you know, Blackberry, what, Blackberry or, whatever the case may be, and have very specific mobile apps mm-hmm. that actually come right into, you know, their services. And, and that's, a you know, just a whole interesting market unto itself, just all the applications that are really being built out there and can, the amazing things that they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you guys support any apps that go from uh, voice to text? We do. We we actually have a couple different applications um, and that we do what's called speech recognition ASR. So it does you know you can say your name or if you know the department that a- you want. ASR means for our listeners. I, I'm sorry, automatic speech recognition. Okay. And then the other side of that is text to speech, which is also called TTS. Mm-hmm. And so basically that can take any information and that is written and speak that. And then there's there's technology that's now out that allows you to take the spoken and convert it to text, along with we're actually working with a customer right now that's in Cincinnati that has customers um, have recordings, early recordings, and they may be speaking Spanish, but they don't have agents that can speak Spanish, so we're actually converting and translating from voice to English to English text. Um, Thinking of Spanish voice to Spanish text to English text? 
technically it's actually going from Spanish voice to English voice and then the English text, but <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good jump. Yes. And it's amazing, again, part of that is automatic, and then there's things behind it that will check it. Good. Uh, again, Mark has agreed to take callers. If you, This will be your last chance during the next commercial break. The number is 646-595-4916. Uh, Mark, what is your company doing uh, in terms of promoting your business on the Internet? One of the things that... Um, we have just engaged a uh, a local based Cincinnati company here to actually rebrand our company. Um, obviously, along with the uh, investment investment that we're doing, we're in the process of completely redesigning our web presence, mm-hmm. along with all our marketing brochures and and information, our our product slicks. And so, this is one of the areas I would say that we have probably been a little bit weak on. Mm-hmm. And so we know that we kind of got to take the the big jump um and from, really get out co- there from co-star from cameo to co-star. Yes, we you know, we got to get that leading role. <laughs> <laughs> the leading role, that's good. That's good. Uh again, the number is 646-595-4916 and we're going to uh listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. This is Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are we hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. When you hear about a typical sales training program, does it usually involve a one- or two-day seminar where some alleged guru passes down what he claims are the secrets to making sales? At Roth & Associates, I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. We recognize that truisms and motivating speeches aren't enough to arm sales teams with the tools they need for success. Sales is a hard business. Typical sales training can only provide typical and disappointing results. At Roth & Associates, we use the Sandler methodology of continual reinforcement and ongoing training seminars along with individual coaching to ensure victory in the world of sales. We've been doing it here in Cincinnati for over 15 years. You won't fail because I won't let you. Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523. 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. Finding power in reinforcement. This is Mike Roth and Mark Handeman, Mark with Cameo Solutions. Mark, perhaps you can give our listeners a leadership tip or two. You've, you've led two companies now. Yes, yes. It, it's It's been interesting. I, I would say far as uh, I think one of the things that make our company successful is knowing what you're good at and knowing 
what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And having, you know, being able to make sure that you bring in the right people, in my case, bring in the right partners, uh, Craig and Tim, that, uh, you know, have a lot of different talents that I may not have. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, to me, in our business, the market right now, even though we hear the you know the economy is so bad, but with technology, it in itself is in a little bit of a, a growth state, and so finding the right and good engineers are very tough. Along with the project managers, just to be able to tie that together, and so we want to, so we really strive to make sure that um, within our company we have the right culture, the right and I'll use the word leadership to make sure that they know that they're valued. You know, we have benefits that are comparable to, you know, the Procter & Gamble's of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different things just to, you know, make sure that, you know, we can really show these guys that we really appreciate what they do and the hard work that they uh, provide for us. Mm-hmm. How many employees do you have now? Currently, we're at 28. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, we just sent out two more uh, offer letters uh, yesterday and today. So, uh, so a year from today, how many do you expect to have? If all goes well, follows your long-term strategic plan. I would say we probably would be, you know, around the fifty, mm-hmm. you know, range. You know, our business I think scales well, um, and so. But as obviously we build out the the, the hosted and. We're going to need a lot more people to support that, along with we're also hiring right now about three more salespeople in the next 60 to 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a tougher question or an easy question. What makes your partnership work? Lots of times I hear from uh, business owners that have been in partnerships that it was a, an unpleasant experience. What's making your partnership work? You brought the same <laughs> guy back that you were partners before with. Yes, and I agree. You might have a secret for our listeners. Oh, I don't know. If I, have the, I don't know if I have the secret. Um, and not, I agree with you. The the statistics say you know ninety percent of partnerships fail. Mm-hmm. It's it's comes down to you know combination of mutual respect and also being willing to stand your ground and you know and butt up against each other to you know. Let each other know, you know, where you stand and what you're thinking is right and what you're thinking is wrong. And sometimes that's really, really tough to do to get into a, a situation with, with your partners. Because a lot of times you're spending more time with them than you are your family, mm-hmm. and so it's uh, it can be very interesting. Now, now, honestly, how many how many hours a week are you putting into work? Just between me and you and seventy thousand other people who are listening. <laughs> For the, for the last six months, it's been different than prior to that. Okay. But um, I, I would say currently I'm probably doing roughly about 60 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, That's probably average for what other CEOs tell me. Yeah. I, I, I would say that would, would be so. You know, during the startups of the company and stuff like that, there was a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, well, as the company is flowing and stuff, i Usually 50 to 60 hours is, is a typical range. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does your company compare to other high-performing Cisco partners? Well, how would you even make that comparison? Yes, it, it is 
It is tricky because a lot of times we're dealing with customers that are very large and they're look at our company and you know we have employees in three or four other states but we're you know headquarters here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And but our team is you know so focused on what we do and so a lot of times when we're doing a true comparison against the companies we're competing against they're they are 500 employees, 1000 employees. Mm-hmm. The certification we have with Cisco for the high-end contact center, there's only 21 companies in the United States and about 30 in the world that have it. Really? That's a small number. Yeah. Well, we're the smallest company that has that certification. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, we're kind of very expertise shop, but our guys are touching that every single day. And so we're somewhat have the same bench or amount of engineers that are doing that type of work. The larger companies, they're also doing the contact centers and the different things, but they're also selling the routers and the switches and Microsoft software and, you know, the EMC, everything else. And that's where, you know, they're getting that large size. That would be like the guys over near the Cincinnati airport. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Not to use any names. (laughs) Correct. Okay. Um, Which area of your, your, your company do you think is stronger? Your sales management team or your sales organization? I would, in a sense, I would have to be rating myself on that one mm-hmm. because, or combination. As, as I mentioned, as far as our sales up to 30 days ago was really our three principles that were actually dealing with, you know, our customers, our partners, uh, Cisco, as far as calls coming into our company. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of two weeks ago, we hired our first sales people. Mm-hmm. One is a salesperson experience for over 12 years in contact centers. Another one is, is a person that's been out of college for, you know, three, four months. So maybe we may have to talk about, you know, working out arrangement that's a, that's with a, you. That's a, that's, a, that, that's a big difference. <laughs> yes. And we're looking to, as I mentioned, bring on a couple more. And we, we want that mixture of, you know, far as some, you know, green salespeople. Highly trainable, yes. Yes. We we had a whole classroom full of them yesterday. Yes. <laughs> and there were different skill levels, too. Uh, I'm sure you have a vision for your company, aside from the strategic plan, but a vision for your company. Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Hopefully sitting on a beach somewhere. Sitting on a you're not you're not old <laughs> enough to go sit on the beach. Um I would I would say far as I mean our really our big goal is to really build this hosted service practice. We really feel like there's opportune time we're kind of in a key market where a lot of the industry and uh industry analysts are really pushing the benefits. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of br- being brought in early um, based on our skill sets that we have the opportune time to really take advantage of that. And so I see ourselves, you know, the, over the next three, five years of really being one of the, you know, a major player, not just in Cincinnati, but throughout the United States mm-hmm. uh, with this uh, solution. Okay. Uh, what motivates you mark to make tough decisions. That's a good question. 
Not all decisions are easy. Yes. I when I'll, I I guess the answer I would think is is knowing far as what I'm looking to for the out what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. If it's you know I have never been afraid of hard work. You know I've never been afraid to go out on my own do anything. So it was a matter you know if I have to make a tough decision you know resigning from that company you know I had a you know nice huge salary you know nice car and resigning you know I went down to zero I started the company and I put myself on a $30,000 salary just so that I could pay the medical insurance how does a west sider from Cincinnati do that make that decision to leave that nice large base salary Believe me, it was tough, and it had a. I had to do a lot of convincing uh, to my wife to say I'm going to start all over again. <laughs> she's not a West Sider, too, is she? <laughs> no, she was. She's from the East Side. Okay, okay. I converted her, though. You converted her. <laughs> she's over on the West Side now. Good. She's got the passport then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so making this million dollar investment in your company was that a tough decision for you and your partners? Yes. Yes. Cause it's it's changing the way that we do business. And How so, long did you wrestle with that that problem before you made the decision to push the button and sign? It, it took probably a good six to nine months of of serious time. Um, it, it goes back, you know, a couple of years as far as when we start talking about. We really see the market going this way. What are we going to do about it? Okay, so the first consideration a couple of years ago. Yes. And and what crystallized it and made you push the button now? It was our customers. Our the cust- marketplace customers. The marketplace. Customers saying that this is the way that they want to go, that technology is not getting any easier. They want to focus on what their business is and not being IT specialized. specialized. Good. Mark, if someone wants to get a hold of you after the show and ask you a specific question, how do they do that? Sure. Our office number is 513-645-4220. And you also can reach me at mhanderman at cameosolutions.com. I guess I should spell that out since it would be a little bit confusing. Mm -hmm. It is M as in Mark, then like your hand, H-A-N-D-E-R-M-A-N-N at cameosolutions.com, and solutions is plural. Okay, good. Mark, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show with us here today. I'm going to be giving you a copy of one of the Sandler books, The 49 Sandler Rules, and uh, we'll give you an invitation to The Seven Deadly Sins of Sales on October 16th if you uh, feel you can make that. Absolutely, that'd be great. I really appreciate, Mike, you bringing me on, and uh, this was really enjoyable. Good. Thanks again, Mark. Let's uh, have Scott take it away. Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.